0: Stay about it. I'm not pouting Break
1: through walls and
0: mountains If you want it, scream it loud What's up superstars? Welcome to the Brain Tainment Podcast Listen, if you're someone who wants to build more confidence within yourself Your ability to perform, to execute, to build skills Or to just feel better Or if you're someone who wants to architect a new empowering identity, this is the platform for you. Listen, we have all kinds of guests on this program from the psychology space, neuroscience, sports, as well as cultural icons and influences where we get to pick apart their story and learn a bit more about them. So be sure to subscribe. I hope you get value from this show. If you do, if you do enjoy it, please, please, please do me a favor. Put on your socials, share it with friends and families who you think this message could help or they would enjoy. And um, Be sure to share the love and tag me on those platforms. Would love to get some feedback. Without further ado, enjoy this episode. Hey, what's up superstars? Welcome to part two of my conversation with Dotsy Bouch. If you've missed the first one, be sure to check that out first. We talk all things obsessive behaviors and uh, how to leverage that to our advantage, how to leverage suffering to cultivate a sense of drive and all that good stuff. It's a really powerful episode, so be sure to check that out. That was part one. Now, part two, we direct the conversation towards something Dotsy is very passionate about, which is the world of veganism, plant-based living. Now, if you guys know me, um, you may know that I talk a lot about human optimization, how to ultimately feel the best we can. And for that reason, I approach this conversation from a place of curiosity. Now, admittedly, personally, I am not a vegan. However, I am so interested in what's going to help me feel good, whether that's physically or psychologically. And of course, this is a conversation certainly worth exploring and approaching with curiosity. So I encourage you guys to strap in and enjoy this one. Dotsie shares some really interesting insights, some fun facts, her personal story, of course, as well as some fun recipes. So if you're approaching the world of, of veganism and just not sure where to start, or you don't know what the benefits are, this is the place to commence that journey, I suppose. So you can listen about some of the potential benefits on your well-being. of course, what the impact will be on the environment, animals, if they are, of course, of great importance to you, uh, as well as some of the recipes like I touched on. So if you're wondering what you actually can eat, um, this is a really cool chat. So I hope you enjoy, if you do do me a favor put up on your socials tag me tag dotsy if you have any queries or questions i'm sure she'd appreciate you reaching out and with that said enjoy this little powwow i hope you get something out of it i know i certainly did so you touched on it there but the the non-profit switch for good if i'm not mistaken Mm -hmm. uh what's that all about and what's the i guess the driving motivator for you if you could
1: spend on that a bit more well, I mean, the driving motivator is certainly the, the, um, the, the, the fact that we, you know, brutally mistreat and kill 265,000 animals every second worldwide. So, uh, you know, like anything else, any other form of activism that anyone's doing, there was a time in their life where they will describe to you that they took the blinders off that they look down the rabbit hole, whatever it might be. Um, For me, that was the animals in our food system. And it it was revealed to me in in a bizarre way. I mean, I was just on the computer doing something, whatever, about like 10 years ago. And I came across some information that was, uh, some of it was written, some of it was video style. Uh, Anyway, it, it it was a shocking moment It was a moment where I thought, well, that can't be true. Like that's not and then, you know, as a as a hoity toity snobby American, I said, that must, I mean, that could go on in other countries, but it probably doesn't go on here, of course, because our government must, you know, protect and serve its people. And that has to, you know, include our food choices, our food system, our agriculture. So uh long story short. Uh, I went deep down the rabbit hole because I just wanted the truth. Right. It was really just a truth-seeking venture. I thought, well, I will get to the end of this and I'll realize, oh, that was just an extenuated circumstance. What I had seen, it's not really true to that. So go down the rabbit hole. If anybody wants to go down the rabbit hole, you could watch Dominion. You could watch Earthlings. There's, there's a couple documentaries out there that will just show you exactly what happens. Uh, terrifying and uh, debilitating, Uh, And I spent many weeks being debilitated in confusion and pain and suffering. Again, we were talking about, uh, because I just, I didn't understand. And anyway, I went through a journey of just really realizing that, If I love animals, which we didn't talk about that part of my life, but I grew up with a a bazillion different animals and loved all of them and had so many and and, and horses and, you know, and dogs and hamsters and rats. I just, I've always had this really deep sense of respect and love for, for non-human animals. I just think they're wildly more interesting than human animals, quite frankly. And so I really just had this reckoning with myself. that was like, if I love something that would not include eating it. Like that was, it was that simple to me. And so I went on a journey of completely changing what's on my plate. And as you might imagine, that was a little scary coming from my history uh, of anorexia. But now I was eating with complete purpose and total conviction and love. Mm. I mean, that's what to me, when I eat my plant-based food every day, to me, I'm eating love. And I'm choosing love over pain and misery. And, you know, I don't want to go into all the gory details, but it, it, it reveals to me that I'm choosing love. And it really, there's almost nothing that feels better three or four times a day than making an active conscious choice to choose love and to what feels like to me living in alignment with my core values, which are compassion and ahimsa and, and love. So mm. it's, it's, it, it brought it, 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 you know, I kind of woke up or I did wake up, you know, that's what it felt like to me. So the nonprofit is in the, is in the vegan plant-based space. And it is, uh, it's an advocacy organization. And we certainly work on uh, loads of education to the general public to really understand uh, the why and the science behind, plant-based eating but we also do a lot of work to change policies here in the United States as animal agriculture and change laws. Uh, We do you know quite a bit corporate campaigns pushing corporations to change their ways and 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 such like that.
0: Yeah I mean that's um, that idea of living in line with core values something that I'm really passionate about. In terms of uh, and I imagine this is part of the educational piece as well and the reason I wanted to sort of have this conversation with you is you know I'm really big on truth and I'm really big on what's going to work and what's and and living in line with values like I said so it's certainly a conversation worth exploring for people listening that maybe um are just like completely reserved and and diet is one is one arena but there's so many places where people just caught in like their like point of view um yeah you know and look I at least watching from afar anyways, obviously some real culture wars going on and some political stuff in the States in particular, not a conversation worth having today. Um, But but that (laughs) idea of like being blinded by one approach, I think is not a healthy thing. So it's like, okay, cool. Let's come from a place of curiosity. So I'm just, I'm thinking if I may, I'm putting myself in the sort of the shoes of a, of a listener. um, And I'm I'm thinking there's probably a few questions that I'm like, okay, Mm -hmm. I'm listening to you and I'm hearing that idea of like, um, Feeling that deep sense of love, I'm like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I actually really get that—that mm-hmm. that idea of wanting to, you know, look after animals when they're so fucking awesome. Get that. Mm-hmm. So then, from I guess potentially from a physiological point of view, what are some of the real world benefits to a, to um, adopting this sort of plant based lifestyle?
1: Yeah, and so I mean, you're talking to somebody who literally just went through it and experienced it as a complete and utter surprise and shock in terms of the benefits. Mm. So I didn't know, right? I'm going I'm at this point we I failed to mention uh, I am about I'm a couple years out from Olympic games. I don't know that I've made the team yet. So let's just say I'm a couple years out from trying to make the Olympic team, right? Yeah. And and so I now have had this soul shift is the only way I can describe it. And I have no idea what's gonna happen to my performance because I believed the status quo. I believed that you needed meat for protein, that you needed animal foods to recover, that the only way to get big and strong was if you eat carcasses, right? Which sounds insane to me now that that would ever be something that even to believe, but I did along with you know 97% of the world. And so I didn't know what was gonna happen, but uh, I start going down the journey. And as we've also mentioned, I was, you know, a bit older that's cause so I stood on the Olympic podium at 39 and a half. So you know, I'm like, whatever, 36 and a half or 37. And I start, noticing this incredible amount of, um, you know, post-exercise inflammation reduction, inflammatory reduction. I start noticing that I am snappier. I've got more energy, especially in between workouts. Cause as track cyclists, we train three times a day, it's on the road, on the track and then lifting weights in the gym. So you're, you know, you're, you're basically, you know, eat, you know, eat, rest, recover, train again, eat rest for coming you know, it's very monotonous. So I'm starting to notice more energy in between the training sessions, which is huge, right? Because every athlete Mm. knows that the more workload that you can do, the better you're going to be. I mean, that's why people dope, Right. It's, it's not the dope. It's the fact that they can on the dope, they can handle way more workload. So if you can train more, right, that's better, but you can't train 24 hours a day because you have to repair and recover because it's in the repair and the recovery that you actually get stronger and get better. Right. So, so that I started noticing that. And then I also started noticing when I would wake up in the morning, I felt, I usually would wake up and I would feel like sluggish kind of in like a cloud just from the day's training before. And I used to have a joke that I couldn't get on the bike until 10, because it would literally take me from like seven, seven thirty till 10 to wake the hell up and have, you know, two coffees to be able to really feel like I could function. I noticed I was feeling pretty good in the morning, you know, it was, I didn't have that post-exercise hangover, which, you know, I would have from the day before, um, and and that, all that stuff was just kind of like happening. And it was, I was, you know, going, I don't know. is is it the diet? I mean, I don't know. It's the only thing I've changed. Right. I had the same coach, the same teammates, the same regimen, the same, you know, so nothing really had changed. And then I started to recognize, Oh, I think that this is what it is. And my, my digestion improved, which Mm. I think is, Part of the reason that I had more energy and vitality, right? Because my body was yeah. not spending so much time, I guess, digesting through all the crap. Uh, and just uh, there was certainly less oxidative stress going on. There was certainly certainly less cell damage. Uh, and so that just, you know, that decreased inflammation. Um, and it also optimized the most powerful vegetables especially beets and arugula is um, nitric oxide that that literally opens up your vascularity to yeah. to you know produce more blood flow and more blood flow means more oxygen to the working muscles and to your organs and so that you know you're just better you're stronger you're faster you're all of those things so um, it just snowballed and, and it was wild because I wasn't expecting it
0: Wow, there's a lot in there. And I'm like, I'm listening, and I'm going, fuck, that actually sounds pretty good. That all those things, particularly with all my training I'm doing at the moment. Um, okay, so for someone listening and they're going in a similar train of thought to me now, they're like, Well, that all sounds pretty good. What um what uh, I guess a couple of cons- not cons- well, yeah, considerations. So you touched on that idea of like, you know, this like um tried and true almost cliche now that you know you need to eat solid amounts of meat to get your protein right and Mm -hmm. i mean protein to my little understanding anyway does play a role in recovery and things like that so i don't know is it maybe like just having the awareness of like which um whether supplements or like the quality of the products that you do eat the quality of the plants like what are some of the considerations to ensure that particularly if you are like an athlete and you know Mm -hmm. working out pretty regularly and then also what's maybe like a good place to start for someone who is just now exploring you know that idea of vegetarian vegan what's that first, say, couple of weeks look like? Is it cold turkey? So, yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a loaded question in there. <laughs> no,
1: no, it's okay. It doesn't, of course, it doesn't have to be cold turkey, right? Like, I mean, that is just not, or cold tofu, as I like to say, but it doesn't <laughs> have to be, no, you, I mean, literally, you could do it at any speed you want. I've worked with people, worked, meaning just mentoring them, right? I do have a degree in plant-based nutrition, but I'm not a nutritionist, uh, for, you know, as a living, but, you know, people that just want to change one meal a day, one aspect of one meal a day, to all the way to people just go, okay, I'm just all in. It depends on your personality right? Like not everybody has that all in type of personality. It's just a bit too much and a bit too aggressive. So anything works. Um, but to go back to your original question about, you know, protein, which is probably, you know, if I had a dollar for every time someone asked me about my protein, I would be very wealthy lady. Uh, so I think you just need to think about protein is a macronutrient, right? Carbohydrates, proteins, and fats. Those are our three macronutrients. And then there's loads of micronutrients and all the phytochemicals, antioxidants, and, and, uh, you know, which is what you find in all the plant foods, uh, that, that really help us repair. And I, yes, you need all the macronutrients. You would die if you took one of them completely out, right. They're, they're, but to me, they're equally, and to, to a lot of scientists and nutritionists and dietitians, they're equally as important. The only, the only people on the planet that I think need to be obsessed with protein would be, uh, bodybuilders like that are on stage. And, you know, I would argue, that that's not really an athlete. That's, you know, they're, I mean, I know they're not going to like that if they're a bodybuilder, it takes a lot of training, but the bodybuilders that I know have said to me, I'm not actually that strong. I just look strong. I've had right. a couple of them say that to me that's, you know, so it's all about how it looks on stage. So you, you know, you, that maybe they want to be obsessed with protein, but any of the rest of us athletes as an endurance athlete, at, you know, at the Olympic level, Uh, I took in about 1.2, 1.3 grams of protein per kilo of body weight. So for me, that was 80, 85, you know, grams of protein a day. If you really look at the general public, everyone is completely over-proteined, which then we can get the conversation about how much cardiovascular disease and diabetes that is uh, producing from being from an overabundance of protein and especially animal protein. So... Uh, I think it's important to ask how much protein do I actually need? Cause most right. of us are, are, consuming too much and then doing it just like you would do it in the, in the animal. If you're, if you're, if you are an elite athlete and you're counting all of your, you know, macronutrients and your calories, just, just stay on top of it. And it, it is plentiful in the plant-based world, all of the legumes, most of the grains all of the vegetables crazy enough everything that's alive has protein Broccoli has protein sweet potatoes have protein Idaho potatoes have protein not as much as black beans or quinoa but it's in there so you will add up quite uh, quite a lot of protein over the course of a day
0: Mm. All right. So before we find out where we can connect with you to learn more about your story, um, your thoughts around, you know, sharing that and how you would similar to what we touched on earlier, or if they want to learn more about um, this part of the conversation around where to start with veganism and the benefits of, you know, plant-based nutrition before we get to how to connect with you, do you have a favorite meal or a go-to meal uh, that you could recommend for people tuning in?
1: Yes. So we cut out a bit. So I missed, I missed some stuff. Like my zoom went out and it reconnected. So so you just, you just, you, you're asking about a, like a a meal, like a recovery uh, meal or your
0: your favorite go-to meal um, for people listening in terms of like nutrients, in terms of taste, do you have a go-to meal that is like your favorite that people could maybe whip up tonight or tomorrow morning?
1: Yes. So first of all, um, there are an extraordinary amount of recipes and ideas and tips on SwitchForGood.org. That's so okay. just switch the number for Good.org. If you go to food, because we got it. You know, it, it's all it's interesting alternatives and anyway so there, there's a there's a lot of fun recipes for athletes and for people that are are just you know like to move their body not necessarily like a you know high level athlete but so my favorite thing to do is and I think the easiest way to explain this to people is I like to think of I, I think most people do. They like to think of food in terms of ethnicities, right? What do we all do? Oh, you guys want Mexican tonight? You know, you want Japanese tonight? Do you want Italian tonight? Like we just do that in general. So I do the same exact thing with, um, hold on. I'm just, I know you don't edit. We're just turning the video back on. I turned there it off because I thought we were cutting out, but I'm back. Okay. So I do this. I do the same thing. My husband, and I do the same thing at night when we're cooking. It's like, what do you, what do you feel like? So let's say that we feel like Italian. Um, we'll give you a pasta and tomato sauce or pesto sauce without, uh, you know, cheese in it is amazing. And then we'll do a lentil walnut ragu. Okay, you can find that recipe on there. And it's like delectable, full of essential fatty acids, full of protein, right? Just full of everything that you need to repair and have energy. Um, I always have a monster cruciferous vegetable salad every day. I don't, Mm. whenever that is, but any, even if you're eating meat, you should do that. Yes. Like people need to be eating a lot of vegetables. Right? Yeah, I so I, like, I agree aggressively. <laughs> right. Like that is an important aspect to it. Um if we do if we do Mexican, I mean you're almost having everything, we'll throw in some vegan cheese, we'll throw in vegan sour cream. Like you know, now we're living in a time where there's a lot of that is available. You know, it's made from tofu, it's made from cashews, you know, the vegan sour cream for example, or it's made from coconut. So it's, you know, it's delicious and wonderful and you can still have kind of those favorite foods that you want to be for 10, 15 years ago, that was harder. Um, but now it's not, I'll do like a tofu scramble with nutritional yeast and cumin and paprika to put inside the tacos. Uh, that's absolutely amazing. And then, I mean, Asian's super easy, right? Cause it's like a, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a tofu stir fry or it is, um, you know, just a really decent vegetable stir fry. Like I'm mm. not somebody who needs like a quote meat replacement with everything I put in my mouth, right? I'll just do uh, organic edamame. I mean, it's, it's important to buy, you know, organic soybeans. You want the non GMO soybeans, obviously. Yes. So um, I just do those with just a ton of vegetables and, you know, a couple different kinds of rice. It, what's also really important to remember, or I think it's fun to remember, but it is really cool is Seeds are a really big part of a very nutrient-rich diet. Think about it, how much seeds, how many nutrients seeds have because they're literally made to grow the mm. entire plant. So hemp seeds, sesame seeds, pumpkin seeds, any, any type of seed I put on top of my salads and my pasta and my stir fry. I mean, I'll just buy three or four seeds at the grocery store, have those for a couple of weeks, go to the grocery store, buy three or four different types of seeds, but they are just packed with nutrients, tons of protein, and they're delicious and crunchy, you know, to add to your meals. So maybe that's helpful. That is super
0: helpful. I'm bloody salivating now. I'm going to go. We're laughing off air about how we're both eating. I'm going to go eat again. That's (laughs) made me hungry. Um, So I'll I'll put in the I'll put in the show notes below when we uh, when we share this about the switch for good. Um, I'll put how to connect with you. But um, also, are you on socials? Can we find you on there?
1: Yeah. So I mean, switch for good is all over all the socials, and that's where you can also find like more food, more recipes on Instagram. It's just switch the number for good. Um, I. I'm not that great at social media because I'm older. No, <laughs> but, but I do, um, on Instagram, I'm vegan Olympian.
0: Cool, I'll link that. So I try to a... keep
1: up with it, but yeah. <laughs> I was so surprised it wasn't taken, but nobody wanted to be yeah. <laughs> <be it> Apparently, <laughs> like six years ago. So I got it, and anyway.
0: <laughs> Are gonna be in demand now? You might be able to sell the handle. <laughs>
1: i don't know maybe one day (laughs) well
0: Dotsy, i really really appreciate you carving out the time to connect with me learned heaps um you know i feel like we could refer hours and hours on end so might to get you back on um for another installment but uh really really appreciate it. it got a lot out of it i'm sure the listeners did too
1: yeah super enjoyable congratulations and yeah keep taking care of your noggin all right
0: and that wraps up another episode thank you so much for tuning in really appreciate the support you guys are showing to this platform. If you got some value from this episode, if you enjoyed it, please do share it on your socials with friends and family. It really helps grow the channel uh, and the mission and everything we're trying to do here with Braintainment. So spread the love. I would be forever grateful. And of course, if you got some real insights from this episode, hit me up, find me on social, shoot me a message. I'd love to engage and have a chat with you guys. So that's it for now. Until the next episode, thanks again.